Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. That's Huey Lewis and the news and back in time. Communicating doors is all about going back in time to sort something out. Uh, we'll find out what that something out is. It's written by Alan Aitborn uh, and it's being performed by the Beasts and Players Wednesday the 11th to Saturday the 14th of May uh, at the Round Hill School uh, in Beeston. Uh, and to tell us more about that play uh, is uh, the, uh, the director of the play, Debbie Blake. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Kev. How are you? I'm not too bad at all. The phones are working. Sure. Hallelujah. Oh, dear. It's so lovely to speak to you um, after, after last week. Never mind. That was last week. Now, yeah, we don't want to go back in time uh, to last week. We want to find out all about this play. Uh, now then, uh, when, when you get together, you know, to choose the plays that you're going to do, what was it about this particular play, Communicating Doors, that sort of won the day for the group? Well, this one, similar to Ghost Train, that was one that we wanted to do for a long, long time. Communicating Doors also is one that we wanted to do. Um, in particular, Sam, who's... Um, He's put the set up and he does all sorts for us um, at the group. He is, he's wanted to do this play for a long, long time. And when it came up, we thought, right, this is the time to do it. <laughs> um, it, it the the storyline is, is just so good. For me as a director, I have to have a good storyline, a good ending, and this ticks the boxes for me. This is why, I, well, I sort of said, yeah, I'd like to do this one. It's always good to have a good story, beginning and ending, uh, in a in a play. Absolutely, and I don't like personally. I don't like things being left up in the air too much. I mean, sometimes it's nice for people go away thinking, "Oh, I wonder if you know that sort of thing." But I, I prefer to dot the i's and cross the t's. <laughs> don't blame me. I love that sort of uh, um, sort of the whole compact yeah. thing as well. So now it's part thriller, part farce. Um, so w- tell us what communicating doors is all about. Right, okay. Well, I personally would say it's a thriller with comedy elements. It's described as a comedy thriller, uh, but to me, with a storyline, and it's quite a powerful storyline, it's more the thriller side, I'd say. What's it about? It's basically about the paths we could take in life and the associated outcomes with whichever path you take. You know, if, if you go down this path, something might happen. If you go this way, something else might happen. Um, it's it's hinting at that. Um, to describe it, I'd say it's about enduring love, gratitude, greed, fear, and menace, and obviously a bit of time travel thrown in. <laughs> There's a lot in this play. Then uh, I've not seen this play before. There's a heck of a lot. There's a heck of a lot. I'll tell you. Yesterday we put the set up. We were there from ten in the morning till six in the afternoon wow. putting the set up. We've just about finished it. Obviously, we've got to just uh, finish off today. But it's a lovely set, and there's different lighting happening and all sorts of stuff. So it's um, it's been classed as a complicated set in some respects, but it's nice to have that. It's not just a a normal set with a couple of doors and a settee. There's a lot more to it. You see, I can understand that, because uh, reading sort of from from what I know about the play, the play spans a 40-year period uh, from 1974 to 2014. Um, so, you know, I, I can imagine sort of it having to keep switching. Uh, I, I suppose that's where yeah, the lighting yeah. comes into force, does it? Yeah, absolutely. What we've done, um, because there are three time spans, we, we're using lighting as a, a hint and also um, objects on stage as a hint as well as to which time span you're in. Um, 
so uh, yes, it was a bit of a challenge that, but it's it's been good trying to work it out. Um, yeah, I'm just hoping it'll fit in on the day, so to speak. I'm sure it will. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it will, sir. Uh, what about the costumes then for the play? Because I mean, there was there's quite a bit of a, a sort of um, fashion change, if you like, from '74 yeah. to 2014. We, How's that done? Yeah, we've yeah we've gone we've we've kept that quite easy. In so much as say for 1974, we've we've looked at things and fashions of that time and sort of. They're going to wear things that aren't would fit in during that sort of time. Not specifically 1974, but between, you know, the 60s, 70s, that sort of thing. Um, the 90s as well, particular music, or uh, and then 2014, fit, well, a lot more modern, shall we say. Um, so, But we've kept things quite easy with that. We haven't gone overboard on costumes, per se, um, but we're hoping that the things they have chosen and, and how the hairstyles are and everything will fit in with the the time era you know okay now it seems that time travel in theatre is uh it seems to be all the thing at the moment what with back to the future winning the best new musical uh, award yeah. recently at the olivia's um so communicating doors as i suppose turned out to be uh quite a fortuitous choice um for, for the yeah. committee because yeah. it, it's of the moment if you like yeah <laughs> well we, we we are forward thinkers if nothing else <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. The, um, sorry, carry on. Yeah, go on. Oh, so I was just going to say we, we're trying to um, give the audience the feel of the time travel with one or two little technical things, and lighting and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, my the trouble is with having three time spans. I don't want the audience to start trying to work things out too critically. It's a case of just sit back, relax, and enjoy what you're seeing and go with the flow because we're we are changing different times. Um, so it's, and I think people then quite quickly pick up which time span they're in, sort of thing. Um, you know, it, without giving them a script to follow, um, this is they, they just see it once, and they they've got to try and understand it. So we're trying to make it as easy as it is, as easy as possible for them to understand where, where they are in that particular time. Now I know that you like to to have sort of a really juicy um, play to you know to, to direct. So yeah. what's been the most uh, what what's given you sort of the most headaches, if you like, with this particular play? <laughs> headaches. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to be subtle. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think because there are so many emotions in this play as well, and. Um being happy and then fearful and all the rest. It's it's helping the actors to portray how they're feeling. Um, I don't think that's a headache at all. It's, it's, it's a lovely, lovely challenge. I love to try and get people out of their comfort zone and to, to push themselves and to show a different side to them, if you know what I mean, because it's not there, but it's the character. So to fulfil the character, that that's a, a really enjoyable part as far as the director's concerned. Um, obviously, with the set, making sure the lighting is all correct, although I don't do it, I'm still overseeing um, the lighting. It's in my mind as to what lighting we want, etc. Um, just to make sure everything sort of comes together um, during those four performances, which I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Everybody's working so hard uh, to they, get it spot they, on. They always do, uh, at Beast, and they do. Yeah. So everything sort of, it, yeah. all, it all comes we together. We always aim high, Kev. We always aim high. And you always Even hit the spot. Even if we come up towards it, we're there. <laughs> 
<laughs> you always hit the spot with it anyways. Maybe I yeah. should have said what was more challenging, not more headaches uh, on this. Uh, and, yeah. of course, you mentioned about the lighting and everything. And, uh, uh, I mean, the, the yeah. director, they, I mean, they've basically got such, the well, probably the most difficult job in theatre, haven't they? Because they, well, I suppose they're responsible for everything to make sure that everything is as you want it to be for the yeah. audience. Well, from my point of view, when you're directing, everything has to come from the one thought, shall we say, of what the director sees in their mind. So that's the music, the lighting, the set, the acting, the positions, all that all comes from one thought. It's not necessarily... If you give the same play to, say, six people, you'd have six different versions. It's still basically yeah. the same play, but you'd have six versions. So they want versions better than any other, but it's got to come from one thought pattern i feel uh, and then it all fits in together Brilliant. so um i i try to work it all out and then pass it on to whoever's doing lighting or sound or with a set and all the rest of it and then we work all together because it's a team it's a team effort we work together to get this end result teamwork makes the dream work yeah it, it definitely Again. is so. i say teamwork makes the dream work um it does yes so. absolutely Tell absolutely. I mean, when the actors take their bow, they are bowing for the whole team, mm. everybody. It's not just them sort of thing. I mean, that's what the audience see, but it's the whole team behind them, and there's a heck of a team behind them as well. You see, I've always said that um, people sort of appreciate the people that they can see on stage, but yes. behind them, yeah. there's all little cogs in that machine, and if one of those cogs wasn't working, you wouldn't get the same effect as, you know, sort of what you see on stage. No. Uh, so there's a lot no, of people who go not. into it. So, uh, yeah. Tell us yeah. a little bit about the main characters in Communicating Doors. Right. Without giving too much away, yeah. this is... <laughs> This is difficult. Um, it's a girl who, I say girl, young lady, um, who has a certain profession and earns her money, but um, she's not really happy with it. And um, she works, well, because of events changing, um, she's able to change her lifestyle. Uh, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give it no, away. No, 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 spoilers. Um, but there's also characters in there who who also change for the better. Um, some characters get what they deserve. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. I think the audience will sort of feel with that as well. I'm hoping, anyway. <laughs> and the, the main character, it, it, is that Poupe? Yes, Poupe. What a great name yeah, for a main character. Known, oh, it is. It's also known as Phoebe. That's Phoebe. her real name, but Poupe is her I prefer the name Pupe. she uses. I prefer Poupe, to tell you the truth. Poupe, yeah. Pupe. It's very unusual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, means, it means a doll, apparently, in French. Oh. Oh, right. A poupée dans le jardin or something like that. Or oh, I say, we're going, we're going all continental now on, on Sundays, aren't we? So, you see, I'm, I'm being educated <laughs> as well. So we're all right. <laughs> I say, I'm being educated on Sunday morning. Like you always learn something uh, you, you do on Sundays. So, uh, so Communicating yeah. Doors, uh, it's by Alan Aikborn, of course. Who, I mean, anybody who knows Alan Aikborn yep. knows that the, the script is yes. going to be an absolute cracker. Yeah. Um, it's, so. it's a brilliant story. Brilliant story. I love it. I love the story of it. Mm, I, I there is there is a little tiddly bit of adult humour in it, um, a one or two minor lighting things, um, which we put on the fly so people know. The adult humour is just uh, purely a couple of lines, sort of thing. But um, the whole story overall is a 
to me, is a feel-good feel good factor, definitely. I, I'm sure we'll cope with the adult humour. We, we, we're fine. Oh, I'm sure. So, if not, I'll have to go and have <laughs> a stiff drink up. afterwards. So, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, it's been put on by the Beeston players. It's at Roundhill School uh, in Beeston. Very yep. easy to find. As I say, there's plenty of car parking uh, around the area yep. as well. The tram, the bus, yep. it, it, it's, it's you know, yep. so that everybody can get to it. So tickets are yep. £8, which is very cheap. Uh, it is. So, yep. you know. Uh, and it's on 11th to Saturday, the, the 11th of May to the Saturday, the 14th of May. There's yeah. only the afternoon performance uh, on, on that it. Saturday. Okay. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in the evening at 7.30. The Saturday is 2.30 in the afternoon. We just do the matinee. And then we strike the set and we go to have a party afterwards. So, marvellous. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, you, you deserve it after <laughs> after that and sort of going... I'll be a heap in the corner, I think. And... <laughs> <laughs> just before I let you, just before yeah. I let you go, I just want to quickly mention uh, how's how's the uh, Equalised Club going? Going, it's probably oh. glowing as well. <laughs> very well, thank you. Yes, yeah, very well. We're doing the um, country music nights on the second and fourth Friday, and every Saturday we have entertainment on. Uh, we do a Young at Heart uh, one Tuesday afternoon a month for the over sixties, and that gets absolutely packed. Um, yeah, we have a family night once a month. Uh, yeah, it's cool. We're doing something on June the 3rd, barbecue and disco for the Platinum Jubilee. So, uh, yeah, it's doing fine. Thank you. Brilliant. And uh, the, the uh, on Friday the 13th uh, of this month, Paul Taylor will be there. And on Friday the 27th, CK Country uh, will be That's at it. the Equalised Club as well. So, yeah. so. It is, yeah. Looking forward to seeing everybody. We'll have to have you back to talk yeah. country music, we will. Um, so, you know, <laughs> apart, apart from uh, from what you're doing at, at Beast and uh, with Beast and yeah. Plays as well. So yeah. I'm so pleased that we managed to get hold of you, Debbie. Uh, thank you so much yeah, for joining yeah, us. But, yeah, no problem. And uh, it, it, it's good it, to speak to you, Kev. You too, and it's going to be a cracking play Wednesday the 11th to Saturday the 14th of May. It's Communicating Doors by Alan Aikborn. Uh, it's uh, by the Beeston Players, and it's at Roundhill School. So go along and support. Have a great rest Lovely. of the Sunday, Debbie, and uh, we'll see you down there. Super. Thanks, Kev. Take care. See you soon. You too. Cheers, Bye. my dear. Bye.